a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Rebels and Imperials to Force Ghost Coast to Coast. I am Brian. With me, as always, are my friends Matt and Liz. Happy Life Day, everybody. We are yeah, in Life Day life season. Day. So, happy uh, Life Day. Uh, and uh, on Thursday night, the Walt Disney Corporation gave us life by giving us a ton of announcements of future Star Wars projects. Uh, this this does not count like all of the publishing initiatives which have been rolled out over the last few months that are also pretty exciting. And we'll have to do like a, a, an episode about some of the newer book series and all that down the road. But this was just, this was the Walt Disney investors call. And so um, I was watching part of it because I knew I'd be writing about it. And so the first bit of time was just, you know, a lot of corporate speak about subscribers and direct to consumer. I must've heard the phrase DTC, direct to consumer like 4,000 times during the call. Um, <laughs> But eventually they started down like, to yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah wait yeah. what is the scene down yeah. to clown yeah. <laughs> uh, but no they're uh, eventually it got to just like you know they went to the different heads of the different departments and announced new things and the point of this is to get the investors excited to hopefully let them either keep their stock or the stock value goes up and then they sell you know it, this is basically just. This is Disney's way of 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 generating income or generating excitement, which will hopefully lead to income during a time when the entire entertainment industry is kind of fucked. So <laughs> I, I can't really blame them on that note, but I did feel like it, it was a little bit weird to be like hooting and hollering over stuff that. They're not announcing this for fans, even though fans were watching. They were announcing this for like investors, and it, it, it just felt very corporate to me. Which I know we're dealing with Disney; it's a giant corporation. But you know, I like to think of of my Star Wars as the Rebellion, not the Empire. And this was like a very clear indication that that is not the case anymore. <laughs> that uh, you know, that the Empire is is alive and well. But that's okay. So Let do we do we know that these things are happening, or is yes. this like? Okay, hopes and dreams that we're gonna make a series of X, Y, Z. No, uh, all of these series have at least like a showrunner attached to them. Oh, um, okay. So they are they are in they are either in production or in pre production right now. All right, I uh, thought it was like Shadows of the Empire. Like, there's whispers and rumors for a decade of a movie, but no, no, nothing. no. The, these are these are things. The only, I believe, the only thing that does not have a release date. Well, lots of things don't have official release dates yet, but all of this stuff is expected out by 2024. So oh. over the next four years, we're going to see all okay. of this. Um, so let's let's just jump right in. The first thing they talked about was The Mandalorian, and you knew they were going to announce some sort of Mandalorian spinoff because the show is insanely successful, and there have been a bunch of characters that have been introduced through the show that it just makes so much sense to have those characters spin out or something else. And so mm -hmm. two shows were announced. Uh, they did not say for both that they were live action, but I presume they're both live action. Uh, they will both be 
executive produced by Dave Filoni and John Favreau, that the two guys behind the Mandalorian, and obviously mm-hmm. a longtime listeners know Dave Filoni from the Clone Wars and from Rebels as well. Um, those are Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka. Now, Ahsoka has been confirmed to be live action with Rosario Dawson. And mm-hmm. those two series are going to culminate with a crossover with The Mandalorian. Oh, so are those limited runs? They did not say if they were limited series or not, but they did say there will be. Okay. What I'm thinking is that The Mandalorian is a limited run thing. And that maybe mm. the end of The Mandalorian will coincide with the beginning of these two shows. Hmm. I mean, it is named as chapters, so there there definitely is an end at some point. So that's true. Yeah, I, I feel like what they did with um certain Star Trek series was it like um Next Gen and Deep Space Nine? They introduced like Deep Space Nine in like the middle of um I forget what it was. I'm trying to think now. I forget the exact order. Yeah, because they're the the tra- they traded off um Worf and uh, oh. Uh, Oh man, oh something Irish, O'Brien, O'Brien, Miles O'Brien, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, I um, I'm not sure how that's all going to come together, but they did say that the Mandalorian season three was going to debut around Christmas next year. Uh, so it's a little bit later than this year, but you figured they haven't been able to start production probably mm-hmm. until later than they wanted to. So yeah, I, I ring in Padre Pascal again, right? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, but but you know. Just on the on the face, I think all of us are pretty excited about the idea of an Ahsoka show, but the three of us have not spoken since we saw Ahsoka on screen. So let's just let's sidebar here for one second. Liz, you have not seen the end of Clone Wars or Rebels yet, but you've seen a lot of Ahsoka. And so, what did you think of Rosario Dawson's performance as Ahsoka on The Mandalorian? Well, I have to tell you that that episode of The Mandalorian was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it for multiple reasons, including Rosario Dawson and Ahsoka. And I I thought it was interesting to see her just as a live action character. Um, And, you know, I I had seen up to, I guess, was it season five of Clone Wars? And I knew she had left the Jedi. And I do love sort of a... I don't know if grizzled is the right word to use for Ahsoka. I'm trying to think of, you know, what she would be at this point in time. Um, but, you know, someone that has seen more of the world. Um, and I I enjoyed it. And to be perfectly honest with you, after I watched that episode of The Mandalorian, I then watched all of season, season six of Clone Wars and then watched season seven the following weekend. <laughs> oh, so you, I, so you are caught up with, with you finished Clone Wars then? I did, yes. Oh, I finished Clone yeah, Wars, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then I oh, started ready for Bad Batch, <laughs> and I started watching Rebels today. Oh wow! So, okay. I like, so I feel like something The Mandalorian has done. While it's a show I love, it's also included sort of these little other pieces from you know Star Wars series that maybe I haven't watched, and has gotten me almost more interested in them as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. real quick, we'll talk about we'll have a whole episode about it. But those final three episodes of uh, Clone Wars. Uh. So good. Amazing. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, I got chills just saying that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Matt, you're you're the the longest time Ahsoka fan of the three of us. What did you think of Ahsoka's on-screen debut? I liked it. I liked this adult version of Ahsoka. She still has the little bit of jokey playfulness, but she's really down to business. Um, And 
I like the idea that although she is a force user, she's not necessarily a Jedi and she still sticks to that. Um, so seeing all of that was interesting. I liked Rosario Dawson's kind of personalization of it. Um, I'm not part of the pitchfork wielding masses that think it needed to be the voice actor from the Clone Wars. She was very respectful in the way that she passed the torch. So I think it brings a new light to the character that I really enjoyed seeing. Yeah, I mean, my only only reason I will still pour one up for Ashley Eckstein is that she, for a while, was like cosplaying at conventions as Ahsoka yeah. and looked awesome. And you just felt like this meant so much to her that it sucks to have somebody else come in and just take the role from her. I'm not saying that it's 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 unjust or whatever. It's just I do feel for her. I, I, I do too. You know, I do. Got, the, it, it it is a very different version of a. It's it's not snips. It's a right. very. I I agree. Grizzled might not be the right word, but it's very matured. Yes. Um, and very jaded view of, um, Ahsoka. You know, she's turned her back on a lot of things and is forging her own path. Um, so, I'm really interested to see where that path goes. And hopefully yeah. bring in uh, Sabine. <laughs> well, so that's that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, and, and Liz, this is a borderline spoiler for Rebels, so I'm sorry. But that's okay. the, the end of Rebels teases a future adventure for Ahsoka and Sabine. And I wonder if we're still going to get that animated series, but that the Ahsoka series will just be like the bridge to get us there. Um, mm. So I don't, again, like I don't know. It's hard to tell. I feel like if this was five years ago, we would be sitting here saying there's no way Rosario Dawson is going to commit to a to a streaming series for multiple seasons. Because True. that's just like that was the because actors of her caliber were not doing streaming stuff as readily. Mm. Um, whereas now I feel like I mean HBO Max, excuse me, HBO Warner Brothers basically said like, yeah, we're we might be done with movie theaters forever, <laughs> you know, and um, yeah. You know, you just the entire industry is so different that I think that maybe Rosario Dawson would would want to the, the sort of comfort and career stability of having a multi year deal on the table for for being Ahsoka Tano. I I yeah. don't know. You know, um, and the, the money going into this series rivals what would be going into a movie these days. Oh yeah, True. I just read. I, sorry, let's go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and just with Star Wars, you just never know, even just movie-wise and everything as well, where things are going to go. Right. Um, I just read yesterday, or maybe it was this morning, that um, Disney Plus's budget for the 2023-2024, like, for their slate of programming, is four, is, uh, is it four or five billion dollars? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's It's insane. <laughs> It's an insane amount of money. Yeah. So so maybe they can't afford what Rosario Dawson would want, you know, for uh you know, for for uh, to do a series. So Yeah. I just yeah, don't know. I mean, we were talking about this with my um my supervisor is also a big Star Wars fan and a listener now, actually, Dan. Um oh, hi Dan. he was talking about the idea that um like the money that's going into the Disney franchises, both the, the Marvel and this and everything, it get, rivals any other type of media at this point. Yeah. Like, it, it is its own thing. It's not a secondary piece anymore. 
Like Disney is, you know, reforming the market into what it wants it to be, um, which is really, really interesting to see. Yeah. So that's that's Ahsoka, right? And, and I think I think there was a there are so many interesting stories to tell with Ahsoka. I mean, we don't even know. I, I presume if it's going to be tying into the Mandalorian, we're going to be getting mostly a current day story. But we could be getting a series with, with flashbacks. There's, there's, mm-hmm. we don't know what yeah. time period we're getting with Ahsoka. And I think the Ooh. other thing that makes this interesting is we don't, we presume Ahsoka is dead at the time of the rise of Skywalker because we hear her speaking to Ray when the other Force ghosts are speaking to her. Now, mm-hmm. some people have, have theorized that maybe that means maybe she's not dead. But regardless, let's just presume she is for a second. We literally don't know what happens to her for the next 30 years. It's one of the yeah. few characters that there can still be surprise attached to her fate. And mm-hmm. so I think that makes that gives the show a little bit more um, skin in the game, as it were. Like, you know, if, if there was a an animated Luke series, as much as I would love to see that, we know where Luke's story takes him. And so there's not yeah. a ton of drama involved with that. With Ahsoka, we, we really don't know where her story is going to go. And so I think that's really that's a really cool thing to be able to to put out there as part of the series to make it just more surprising and interesting. And that's kind of what drove me to watch Clone Wars after this episode of The Mandalorian was I had no idea where Ahsoka's story was going to go. And that's what I wanted to see. And then sadly, in season six, there was no Ahsoka. I had to wait till yeah. season seven. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I forgot um, about that one. I could have yeah. given you a little bit of a heads up. No, yeah, that's all right. Um, but yeah, which is another reason why I think I, like Brian said, why I'm excited for this show. It's just, you know, we I, her story is a mystery. And I think that the the success of Ahsoka on The Mandalorian, I mean, and I, and I have not seen anybody, I've seen people like Matt said quibble with the casting for, for a couple of reasons, but I have seen nobody quibble with her performance. Mm-hmm. I, I think everybody has pretty much established that she did a good job with this. Um, but I, I hope that the success of Ahsoka crossing over from the animation will allow Star Wars to be a little bit more fast and loose with the characters that cross from one medium to another. Even just seeing like the the character that... Um, uh, Timothy Oliphant played uh, Cobb Vanth, who came from one of the novels. Um, mm-hmm. This past episode of The Mandalorian mentioned Operation Cinder, which comes from the video games, actually. Correct, yeah. um, you know, and so th- there's a lot of stuff that is starting to, you're starting to see the universe fill itself out a little bit more in a really satisfying way. And so I love that that Ahsoka's success has maybe paved the path for that. Yeah, it it does. It's funny because this Disney owned franchise does what the Marvel one kind of refuses to do and pulls all of its strings together. Yes. Where in the Marvel universe, you have like this is the movies, this is the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tie into the movies, but they don't fully go in. These are the Netflix series that are kind of off base, but like they're respecting every piece of it where they're pulling in from comics, they're pulling in from books, they're pulling in from the movies and other series. So it's really making it into an immersive universe where nothing feels like a complete throwaway. Yeah, I, I think that's super important. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's um, that's Ahsoka. 
Now, Rangers of the New Republic, we're presuming, because there's been talk of a Cara Dune, that, that's the character played by, um, oh God, I had her name a second ago and now I've lost it. Um, oh, um, uh, yep, yep. Don't. Oh, Gina, Gina Carano. Gina Carano, thank you. Yeah. Um, I, like I, I, I Googled the Marvel series, and all I have is a picture of Mandalo- Mando flying with <laughs> Baby Yoda with no information Aww. on my screen right now. That's as far as I got. Um, okay, but so, uh, you know, we've heard that Gina Carano was going to be having a spinoff, but this, this very specifically, along with another thing we're going to talk about in a few minutes, did not mention sort of who the stars of the show were. Now, mm-hmm. I, I have a couple of theories about this. I think that Gina Carano's character will probably be the lead in this. Mm-hmm. I think it makes sense for her to be the lead. But I Not wonder... that guy in X-Wing like <laughs> other people are suspecting? The uh, Yeah, possibly fat guy in X-Wing. Uh, but a, a lot of those X-Wing pilots are the creators of The Mandalorian, by the way. Like in, that, in that first episode with Bill Burr's character... When when the three X wings destroy the ship that Mando was on, that's mm-hmm. Rick Famuyiwa. I mispronounce his name all the time. He di- he directed that episode. It was Dave Filoni and it was Deborah Chow who directed the episode before that. Gotcha. So, yeah, I knew Filoni was um, one. I didn't realize all of them were. Wow. Yeah. So that's that. That's a fun thing. And in the in this new season, one of them rep- reprised their role. I forget which one. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. I, I but I think you might see some of those pilots. I think you're gonna see. Um, Carl Weathers, uh, Grief Karga, okay, as, as one of those characters. Maybe I wouldn't be. What su- about Bill Burr? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bill Burr, who oh. has been way better than I think anyone anticipated <laughs> him being as an Bill actor. Bill Burr, standout star of The Mandalorian. Right? Let's just give him that. I right? know. Round of applause. <laughs> uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's there. I wouldn't be surprised if we get Timothy Oliphant back. Mm. Um, yeah I could see that you know I, I just think this might be like you know I, I keep describing this so my dad used to love the western show Wagon Train he used to say he watched it because it was bad but he loved it he just wouldn't admit it um, <laughs> but the whole idea of Wagon Train is that there there's this like traveling crew who you get to know and they would go like from basically town to town and have adventures and I keep saying the Mandalorian is like wagon train because some of the people would then join up with the wagon train and continue on for a while. Other folks were just like one-time folks, uh, one-time one-time guest stars on the show, and they pack up and move someplace else. And I feel like Rangers of the New Republic has the ability to be that even more so. Hmm. Like if yeah, if, good good guys cleaning up the galaxy. Yes, doing the jobs on the outer rim that nobody else wants to take. Exactly. I mean, it sound like the A team, but I do mean it like a Western. Like, yeah. <laughs> are you saying Mr. T is going to be in this as well? If only, if only. To be, I mean, we we all know I love it when a plan comes together. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, you know, I, I I definitely could see this being that kind of a series. I also think it, this is another way to really soup up your involvement from characters from other media because there are just so many of these type of characters from the video games, from the comics, from the novels, you really yeah. could do a good job of populating this series with characters that the readers or gamers are familiar with. And while I don't know, and I, this is actually a question I do want to spend like an episode talking about sometimes, like what's the real point of that except for just like, we're basically all that meme of 
Leonardo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood <laughs> is like pointing at the screen. Like that's yeah. that's me watching all Star Wars things now, right? Just like, ooh, here uh, it is. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. So like, is w- is yeah. there a point behind that, or is that just good enough on its own? Like that that's that's a bigger conversation for today yeah. Um, yeah. than for today. But I do feel like that is maybe um, the, if they are trying to connect these things more this series seems like an easy way to do that yeah and i will say something that is gonna be a running theme for a lot of these series i know we were talking about the idea of you know why are we not moving the timeline forward at all why is the holiday special been the only thing past the movies but i am loving this time frame of star wars this um you know post jedi just chaos, the ineptitude of the Republic and the fanaticism of the Empire. Um, I did not expect that going into The Mandalorian, um, but I am loving it, and I love that they're milking it for everything that it's worth. So this is... May I, may I rant here for a second? Go. Yeah. Ranting is the wrong word. I've been thinking about... So I, I wrote 2,000 words about this on Friday for Multiversity, um, <laughs> but I feel like... There's a couple of things we're going to get to in a few minutes, announcement-wise, that if they were announced a year or two earlier, would not have been celebrated in the same way. And that I think what happens with Star Wars is that we get something new, we knee-jerk against it, and then we learn to accept it. And I think that The Rise of Skywalker was so disappointing for everybody. I mean... It was disappointing for the people who were the the Ryan Johnson stands. It was disappointing for the people who were the J.J. Abrams stands. It was disappointing mm-hmm. for the people who liked coherent storytelling. Like it's just it was <laughs> it was a bad time for a lot of people. And I yeah. think that anything you do with those characters for a little while is going to be suspect. Yeah, and, I, and, I, I could see that. Yeah, I agree. So I, I think you let it sit for five or ten years, and then you return to that stuff. I mean, so. Do we have anything else to say about Rangers before I move on to the next thing? Nope. Okay, so, so nope. He, I mean, give it a better name, but that's all right. Yeah. We're gonna we're that's gonna be the opinion for most of these. The okay. least creative naming in <laughs> sure. either the the Marvel or the Star Wars franchise. It's like character name. <laughs> yeah. Title. It's like the, okay. Mandal- the Mandalorian worked, so maybe these will work too. Yeah. Yeah. So the the big example I have for my let it sit for a while thing is the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which we all knew was coming, which everybody was excited about because, um, I almost said Mark Hamill, because Ewan McGregor is returning as Obi-Wan, which everybody agrees was the best part of the prequels. He's fantastic, all of that. But there's also been legitimate excitement from lots of people, including this guy on the podcast, that (laughs) Hayden Christensen is going to be on that series as Darth Vader. Now, I don't know, I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't know how they're going to do that. But like if you had told me in 2006, Brian, 14 years from now, first of all, it's a pandemic, stock up on on canned beans, right? But yeah. like um, Yeah. But like you know, you're going to see Hayden Christensen return to Star Wars and you're going to think that's a good thing. I'd be like, "You're fucking high. There's no way I'm going to think that." You know? Yeah. But but here we are. And I and I think it is a good thing that he's coming I, back. I, I agree, and that's what when they announced it, I was like, "Past me would not have liked this, but I think present Liz really likes this idea, and I am excited to see Hayden Christensen back." 
I thought the same exact thing. And so I, I sorry, Matt, I, go I, ahead. I, I, it's interesting to think of we now have Hayden Christensen, whose character has been more well defined by another actor than being reprised by the original actor, trying to be the person who another actor created. I I'm interested to see where we end up. That's yeah. all I'm saying. It's I mean I I don't I don't think he's gonna have a huge role because I I think you kind of need to have James Earl Jones as the voice. You can't yeah. have like <laughs> you know. <laughs> My voice box is broken, so I sound like this for now. Like, just that, yeah. that can't happen, right? <laughs> so, well, that was yeah, my, so what, that was my big question: is what will his role be? I I wonder if it's going to be basically. So here's if you recall <laughs> last year, episode I think it was seven or seven or eight of the Mandalorian. They released it on a special day. They released it the day before uh, the Rise of Skywalker came out because in the Rise of Skywalker, Ray force heals um, Ben, and mm-hmm. they wanted to establish that with Baby Yoda force healing grief Karga, like in the episode before, right before it came out. And so I wonder if this idea of reaching out through the Force, like when. Baby Yoda, I, I guess I'm saying that Grogu and Ahsoka were communicating through their feelings, right? And I wonder mm-hmm. if Obi Wan and Vader can be in separate areas communicating through the Force, like, like through basically visions of one another. Mm-hmm. And so, if if he's seeing him as Anakin, mm-hmm. because like his essence is still Anakin or whatever. Okay, I could, yeah, because we see that there is at some point still a struggle. Like, there's an inside Anakin to Darth Vader. Yes, and we even see it in Return of the Jedi, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Or even just what, you know, Obi Wan wants to see right. of him. Yeah. Mm. That's good, too. Yeah. 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 But so, like, you know, to me, the idea of letting the sequel sit, like, I don't think anybody right now is clamoring to see more like uh, I'm trying to think of a, of a, a, a Dominic Monaghan from lost his character. Like no one gives a shit about that character, but like <laughs> in 10 years of that character shows up again someplace, maybe that could be cool. I don't know. Listen, the, the, Disney's not afraid of giving a series to somebody. No one gives a shit about. We'll get there too. Don't worry. <laughs> That's true. Um, but so, you know, it's uh, so I, I think that letting the sequel sit is, is a good idea right now. Uh, yeah. Obi Wan's the Obi Wan series. We did not get anything about length of it, whether it's four episodes or six episodes or ten episodes. Um, but I, I do think that this will likely be McGregor's last time playing the role outside of cameos, possibly here and there. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the last chance to tell us an Obi Wan standalone story. Yeah. Well, there's only so much you can do with a character that's been a hermit for 25 years. So, yeah, and I guess they have Ewan McGregor money as well. Yes, they do. Well, he's he has said he's wanted to come back for a long time. Yeah, he's obviously such a big just Star Wars fan. Yeah, and, and I think also yeah. you got to realize like when you when you were really good in a really shitty thing, <laughs> like, you, know, <laughs> you probably just want a chance to to prove yeah. True. whatever. Um, and again, it's it's weird to think like I'm interested to see where they go with it considering we've seen 
theoretically every climactic moment in Obi-Wan's life on screen already. Yeah. Go ahead, Liz. I was going to say, that's another thing. I, you know, I, I, I feel like just in, within the story itself, I feel like there's no other time where Obi-Wan and Vader are supposed to have seen one another. Yeah. So that should be interesting where they go with the story itself. I wonder, yeah. The start with his death on a Death Star, it's like, it didn't always be like this. Yeah. And that just rewinds to... <laughs> Freeze frame record scratch? Yep, that's yeah. me. I, I, I just surrendered to the Force. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 gonna be very interesting. I'm ex- I'm excited to see what they do with it, mainly because I just want to see more McGregor in the role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a similar way, what was announced, the other series that was announced a while ago, is the series that is now officially called Andor, which is the Cassian Cassian Andor from Rogue One. We Everyone know- was real clamoring for that, right? Well, so okay. I knew this is the one that you were going to be down on. I don't know why. I just, I just, I just knew that. I knew Matt wasn't going to like this one. Oh, bump. And, and and here here is here are the two things I'm going to say that are going to make me that make me more interested in this. Okay. Yeah. First one is: Did you see who one of the supporting characters is? No, I did not. Mon Mothma. <gasps> Ooh. So okay. we're Mon? getting. What was that, Liz? I just said Mon. Yeah, Mon. And so we, we, it's it's apparently going to be like Mon Mothma setting up essentially like the the rebellion CIA or like okay. just like this this underground not really sanctioned thing. The other thing is that yeah. I have never seen the films I'm going to reference, but Tony Gilroy did rewrites on Rogue One, and he is the guy who did all the Bourne films, Jason Bourne films, and he's show running the series. And okay. so I think that this is a chance to to make a Star Wars series that doesn't really feel like the other Star Wars stuff. And Rogue One, you know, Rogue One has the probably aside from Solo has the least like there's the 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 force is is a part of it, but it's not there's no like you don't really need the force users in that movie, right? It, it's mm-hmm. it's more of a it's more of a uh a military thing. And I think that a, an espionage Star Wars series is a fun idea and could be okay. really cool. Um, I don't know if this is the character I would have chosen for that, but I also <laughs> I also think that Rogue One is such a weird piece of the Star Wars universe because you can't go forward from there. Yeah. Every character in it dies. They're all gone. And so if you're going to go backwards, like Jin Ursa was there's unless you're doing a story with young Jin with Sagarera, I don't really see an interesting Jin Ursa story. I'm surprised they haven't gone with a Baz and Churrit something mm-hmm. or because those characters yeah. are really fun. Nope. Yeah. Um, and random and out of nowhere. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, they seem like they could have a great backstory. Yeah, you know. Um but I I, I think it I think it kind of makes sense to do this series. I did think they said ten or twelve episodes for this too, mm-hmm. so that that's a pretty substantial amount of time. So hopefully, if they feel like they have a story that requires that much, I mean that's longer than any Mandalorian season so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that will give him more on-screen time than anyone in any sequel trilogy character. Hmm. Yeah, that yeah. will give him more on-screen time than probably 
Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, and Carrie Fisher put together. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. Like that's wow. just. I mean, pa- Pedro Pascal has yeah. already Pedro Pascal has already like uh, surpassed all those people in terms of length of time on screen. Wow, which is insane. <laughs> that is. Um, Baby Yoda has been on screen like so much more than actual Yoda. It's insane too. <laughs> yeah. um, he, people were very angry that he was not in the last episode. It's the first oh, one really? that they broke tradition of not having Grogu on screen. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think you kind of need him not on screen though. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that when we do our Mando episode. Yeah. In a few weeks. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. I will say I did watch the um, man. What is the official? The sizzle reel. The the sizzle reel for um the casting andor. It it looks good. It looks quality. Um, I didn't know that it was the person who did the born ones, which are interesting movies in that they are very exciting movies with a very boring main character. Mm-hmm. So I could see that being his expertise bringing it into this show. Um, so okay, I'm 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 down for that then. Yeah, I, I also like the idea that Mon Mothma, because he's really the dirty underworld of the squeaky clean leader of the rebellion. Right. So I think there could be really interesting, you know, stories based around that. And they're not really shying away these days from showing the grittier ends of the good guys. Right. Uh, which I, I've liked in The Mandalorian. I would love to see that continued with some of the other series. Yeah, I didn't know. I did not watch the sizzle reel for the Andor series. And, you know, I I do love Rogue One. And that's sort of all I was thinking about going into this. Um, But I have to say, I've always been transfixed by Mon Mothma because we don't know anything about her. And in, you know, the original movies, she was a woman with power. And I feel like we never got to find out anything at all about her. So now I am quite excited to see where this goes. Yeah, so... yeah. Okay, so this is that's Andor. Here's one we don't know a lot about, except for the form of it, which is, and and this is one of the only things we know is coming for next year. This is Star Wars Visions, which is an anime anthology series, and it's what? from yes, they got all these famous. Apparently, they haven't named any names yet, but they claim like some of the best anime uh, folks in the business are each going to do one episode of this anthology series. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I knew again, I, okay. I knew that was going to be your thing. Before we started recording, I did admit that I did not see all of the releases from uh, <laughs> this slate. This is definitely one that I didn't see. That's awesome. That reminds me a lot of the, um, I don't remember the name of it, but there's a Matrix one that's very much like the that. The Animatrix. It's a series. Yeah, Animatrix. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that really, ob- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I. that's really, really a great idea. That's so cool. What I think is cool about it is I don't know if it's gonna be retelling old stories or telling new stories. Either way, I think that the just depending because anime is a term that I think people think it's one thing, but that's like saying animation is one thing, right? Yeah. Like you know you can't get any further apart from you know Dragon Ball Z from some of the really dark gritty anime out there. So I, I think it's a cool idea just to bring a totally different visual style to star wars yeah and it's like when we read the um the, the luke skywalker yeah. manga where it was each different artist brought such a very different feel to everything 
think I, might, it's so cool. I think that might bring in a certain type of younger audience as well. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So that, that, is, that that's a fun one, although I don't have much to say about it. But again, I think if that's coming out next year, that's fun. That's exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, which means that one had to have already been in production for a while. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm jumping around the official um, list here because I, the next one I want to talk about is I feel like the, the, the next few after this one, we're going to all have a lot to say about. This one I can't imagine us having too much to say about. There's going okay. to be. No, not Hawkeye. Um, the Hawkeye <laughs> of Star Wars, though, which is the there's going to be a new. It's an animated film going to Disney Plus, not theatrical, called A Droid Story, that features R two D two and C three PO like training a new droid, taking him around the galaxy. <laughs> what? Yes, I feel like the premise just makes me laugh, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This I is mean, the... as as a light as an enjoyer, not a lover. Of the original droids animated series, sure, sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it, it it seems like a, like Liz said that the anime what might bring in younger audiences. Like I can tell you, my kids will eat this up, like they will mm -hmm. love this. And so I think it's a cool idea to do something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe even just like what we were talking about in Clone Wars when they had those episodes really that were droid centric that seemed like ones maybe kids would like more so. And right, I like as much <laughs> right exactly um all right so let's get to the last two series uh, we did mandalorian rangers ahsoka visions droid story and or obi-wan yeah we have we have two more series and then a couple of films right am i forgetting a series uh let's see here yeah, i think i i'll 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 figure it out in a second here um Okay, so we have a Lando series. What we know is that it is going to be show run by the creator of Dear White People, mm. uh, which is which is interesting and fun. They did not mention a star for this. Now, I have to think that Donald Glover is either going to be the star or the co-star with Billy D. Williams. I oh. wonder if we're gonna Ooh, get like, a double Lando. If, if we're gonna get like young Lando, old Lando stuff. Man, what a dream! That would Man, be that'd be cool. That'd That's... be the best. Yeah, I think Donald Glover is in no matter what. I, I I don't think they'd have announced the series if Donald Glover wasn't in, unless. And this is the only thing that I could see sequel stuff coming in from, unless the series is old Lando with Jana from the end of Rise of Skywalker, looking for her family. Remember, mm. he said to her, like, let's find out. She, he said, where are you from? She said, I don't know. And he said, let's find out. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is that story. But I, I don't, to me, it just makes more sense if it's Donald Glover. Yeah. Yeah. I hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, that's what I want to see. Yeah, that's also what I would prefer to say. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Glover. I mean, I, I think if you did it with a sort of concurrent stories or even use Billy D. Williams as kind of the framing device for the series, mm -hmm. I'm all for that, like, too. Yeah. Like How Much Your Mother narration. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just think, like, you know, Mark Hamill, I think, is pretty much done with Star Wars. Um, mm -hmm. I, I Harrison Ford is definitely done with Star Wars. <laughs> we don't have Carrie Fisher anymore. 
We have Anthony Daniels who played C-3PO, but you know we don't have Peter Mayhew, made it Mayhew who played Chewbacca. We don't have David Prowse who played Darth Vader. Like the, there, these characters are 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 starting to die off in a very sad mm-hmm. way. And so, to me, you have to use the ones you have if you want to use them. And so, yeah, I think if Billy D wants in, you find a way to make Billy D work. Yeah, yeah. Now, do are are your hope and not not knowing because we don't know anything. But are you thinking this might be a rebellion era Lando or a pre-rebellion Lando? Well, so I think it's I think it's very tricky to do a to do a series where you're expecting the audience to not like James Bond works because there's never going to be a time where you're going to have to believe that like a month later. Sean Connery looks like Roger Moore now, right? But like, uh, yeah, but it, it's weird to do a Lando series set like during A New Hope, because two years later he looks like Billy D. Williams. Okay, and yeah. I feel like I feel like while while yes, characters are recast all the time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I feel like it's just easier to do stories that aren't that way. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, so I I I think you're gonna see a story that's basically a sequel to Solo. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Alden Ehrenreich shows up as Han Solo in it as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. And this is another one. Where I feel like everybody did love Donald Glover as Lando, but I see on Twitter people are way more into Solo now than they ever were when it came out. And so I think just having a little bit of time between Solo and this has made this even more exciting. Again, letting yeah, those things I, it, sit a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because once you move away from initial expectations, you can see more for what it is. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So the last TV series, and when I say TV, I mean Disney Plus, obviously. The last Disney Plus series is uh, the one that I think is is the weirdest in a way. So it is it is going to be show run by uh, Leslie Headlands, who did Russian Doll for Netflix. Uh, Ooh, great show. Starring my my best friend in the whole world, Ken Beck, is in that show. My high school mm-hmm. best friend. Really? Uh, yes, he is one. There are those three characters that keep showing up. They're in the bodega. Then yeah. they work with her. He's one of those three guys. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, my my legitimate like the, my the I have a brother, and then I have Kenny Beck. Like those are wow. those, yeah, he's the best. Um. Uh. Yeah. So anyway, well, she is. I enjoyed the performance. Go ahead. Um, Sorry. She is doing a show called The Acolyte. And this takes place during the final days of the High Republic. Now, the High Republic is something that is just being introduced in January in a series of books and comics. It's mm-hmm. set hundreds of years before the Skywalker saga. And so I think it's really interesting that 2021 and 2022 are going to be like so focused on this time period that we've literally never seen before. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is with like the youthful Yoda... Um... Yes. Time for okay. Yeah, so I, I I think it's I think it's really weird that we're getting this new time frame and then a series set at the end of this time frame. But that's <laughs> you know I, I as mean, a friend of mine said, classic Star Wars move. Yeah, yeah, start start at the end and then box yourself in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Um but so you know that's that's happening. Uh we don't know much about it. I think this is the one that was rumored to have a a female lead, um, oh. 
which again Seattle. is great. You know, and and looking at this list, like Ahsoka obviously has a female lead. I think Rangers will likely have a female lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, L- Lando is probably going to have so much like tail around him that there'll be essentially <laughs> five or six female co-leads because Lando just you know he's Lando. <laughs> Uh, but I, I do love that it's go that there's going to be more female leads, and also like Deborah Chow is show running um, the Obi Wan series um, again. Uh, Justin Simeon from Dear White People is doing the Lando series. Uh, Headlands is is a female doing uh, Acolyte, so we're we're seeing diversity behind the camera as well, which nice. is super important. Um, mm-hmm. You know for this. And so then the last two projects are films. And the, the first film announced is um, something we had already known, but now it's official. And that's that Taika Waititi is doing a Star Wars film. And we know nothing about it. They did show a logo that looks like uh, almost like a schoolhouse rock version of a Star Wars logo. Like it, it was really <laughs> okay. weird. I, I It was really like animation and comedy looking kind of um i don't i mean taika watiti has done such different films like you know from jojo rabbit to thor ragnarok and mm-hmm. uh so i and did a couple of great episodes of the mandalorian so you know, i am i am all for a taika watiti star wars film i don't know what to expect at all and that's yeah. awesome there was no date given release date given for that one but I would expect that's probably their 2024 or 2025 theatrical release. Okay. Um, the 2023 theatrical release is Rogue Squadron, mm-hmm. which is directed by Patty Jenkins, who did Wonder Woman. And this is one that I, I mean, the, the term Rogue Squadron could literally mean almost any time frame in Star Wars we've seen so far. Um, we know that. It's established actually in the book we are currently reading or just read that after Rogue One, after the mm-hmm. designation of the ship Rogue One, there's always been a Rogue Squadron and they've never given another ship the number one. Yep. And mm-hmm. so this could take place, I guess, theoretically any time from Rogue One onward? Um, it, yeah. Seems like it. Yeah. So are we? Are, is our assumption is not it's the classic Rogue one i mean rogue, uh, rogue squadron? squadron sort of pull the wedge led rogue uh rogue squadron i guess or is so, that too easy a grasp i, I think? think i think it i just think again i think they're reluctant to recast people and even the wedge okay, is not like to, yeah even the wedge is not this like super known character i mean he's in four of the nine uh you know, saga films, which is something oh, I that I forgot they brought him back in in Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, so like you know that that's a, that's a major enough character. That I don't know if you'd want to recast him. I also think you could set it like at a time when he's not there. You know, for whatever reason. Yeah. Okay, uh, I could see that. Or he could come in as like an instructor, or right? Something. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, be like the Alphabet Squadron. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so th- there's a there's there's just there's a lot of different types of of stuff here and that's what I keep when I keep thinking about this what has me excited more than any one series is that I feel like they've done a really surprisingly good job of giving a lot of different Star Wars looks here 
for the people who are really into Rogue One, you've got that. People really into Rebels and Clone Wars, you've got that. For the people mm-hmm. really into Solo, you've got that. For the people really into the um, the sort of weird fringy stuff, there's that. The mm-hmm. only things that are really being ignored are the, are the original trilogy, which I understand. I think they really feel like they can touch on that stuff still, but those stories are pretty much done for now. Those characters yeah. are done. And and then the sequels, which we've talked about why I think they're taking a break from that. But almost every other corner of the Star Wars universe is covered here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exciting. It yeah. Is. It is. Yeah, because we, we see that, you know, you know, big characters, little characters, the, you know, squeaky clean and the outlaws. We see all those edges of it, which is nice. Yeah, I like it. There's just so much possibility. There's so many places to go. What's What's crazy is if you watch the Marvel portion of this, Marvel has something coming out almost every month next year. Wow. Like it's, it's crazy. I mean, WandaVision comes out in January. Mm-hmm. Um, Falcon Winter Soldier comes out in March. Black Widow comes out in May. Loki comes out in June. Shang-Chi comes out in July. Uh, it just like mm. it just it's nonstop. Whereas Star Wars, they basically said Mandalorian will be end of next year, Visions will be at some point next year, and then they didn't say anything else. But I I wouldn't be surprised if maybe one of those other spinoff series gets off the ground for next year. But you know, I, I don't know, and so it's not as like I I felt overwhelmed watching the Marvel announcements. To be honest with you, like mm-hmm. as, as a guy who likes the MCU quite a bit. I felt like, all right, I don't know if I can keep up with all this stuff. I didn't yeah. feel that it was Star Wars. But I also feel like we know that like the, 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 the two series that are being launched by Filoni and, and Favreau, I think those guys have earned enough goodwill to trust them. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that Obi-Wan has so much built-in goodwill. No one's yeah. worried about that. I think yeah. that everything else and, and Lando same way. Like I think that I think either way you go with Lando, people love that character. People love those actors. I think everything else is unusual enough that there's not a ton of expectation being brought to it. And because of that, you can kind of do what you want with them. And that's fun. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, because so many of the old characters, we just have, you know, we have so many preconceived notions and so much nostalgia wrapped around, you know, what we think of them and how we feel about them and what we want to see from them. And here with these new series, we won't necessarily have that. We'll just hopefully be excited to see some new Star Wars in a different way. Mm-hmm. I mean, so when Rebels started, I I was not in from the beginning. Matt was in from the beginning on that. But I feel like Rebels was, although we knew the time frame was around, you know, A New Hope or so. Yeah. I feel like until later seasons, the characters we knew and loved didn't show up there. And so it was it was as close to a new batch of Star Wars characters as we were likely to get for a while, maybe ever. Mm-hmm. You know, we, yes, when the, when the sequel trilogy started, we didn't know who Ray, Finn, and Poe were at all. But we knew those movies were going to have the original cast in them. Yeah. We know that, you know, Harrison Ford ain't showing up in any of these series, you know. <laughs> um, there's not enough money in the world for Harrison Ford to play Han Solo yeah. again. 
No. He is going back for one more Indiana Jones, but no yes, more he stuff. Is. He oh, is. wow. That was also part of the, the Lucasfilm yeah. announcements. The uh, the new indie film, the book, Liz, what, what's the book you were talking about that's being adapted? Children of Blood and Bone. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the other thing that was announced a long time ago but is now happening, the sequel series to Willow. Oh. With Warwick Davis back as Willow. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know. Cool. <laughs> the, <laughs> the way I feel about Listen, so he's been, he's stuff. been pounded the ground for Disney real hard lately, so he it's fine. <laughs> yeah. He's been carrying Star Wars on his back for too many years. Give him he a break. Been. He has been. Yeah. Um <laughs> but you know, I I just feel like what this what this proves like to me when Arrested Development came back for that season on Netflix, I was like, this is the first time where something I loved that I thought no one else loved, like, came back and was bigger than ever. And it just shows you that, like, if you're a fan of something, if you hold on long enough, the thing you're a big fan of will probably get cool at some point. And if anybody <laughs> had Willow on their, like, critical reevaluation list, Kudos to you, man. But I can't believe there's gonna be a new Willow series. Okay. I, I, it, it's brave to do it as the Dark Crystal crashed and burned on Netflix. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's real. It's a real interesting. Hold my beer moment to uh, <laughs> be like, oh, yeah, that beloved franchise didn't do great. Cool. Let's try this one. <laughs> Oh, beloved might be an overstatement, possibly. But... Cre- creepy and weird from the eighties. <laughs> I wonder yeah. who was really pushing for it too. Curious about that. I don't know, but I'm going to start penning a lot of letters about the last unicorn. So because <laughs> you know they can happen. I, I had seen a funny. I, I, I was it was meant as a joke, but that the only reason Ron Howard stepped in to finish Solo was because they promised him a Willow series. <laughs> <laughs> I. Hmm. I get like I like scratch my head and be like I thought everything wrapped up at the end of that. What the hell's going on? Like well, it takes place. I I think it's as close to a real time sequel as you get. I think it's like thirty years later. As a baby, all grown up, I guess. I yeah. believe so. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, I, I haven't seen Willow in probably thirty years. Yeah. So listen, I'm sure that there is a Willow podcast somewhere that is just real excited right yes, now. And good for them. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, don't want to piss on their parade. That you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something for everybody here. Exactly. I I am very happy for them. Uh, so as we wrap up here, is there one of these announcements that for you guys is the top tier one? Liz, what, what what's the one that you're most excited about? Ooh, I, uh, that's a great question. I was I, and I spent a good deal of time thinking about that before this podcast, which I was most excited for, and I. I, I don't know. I, I'm unsure. I kept going back and forth. Um, I, and I kept thinking about maybe just the difference between TV and movies. And maybe if I was more excited for the TV shows or the movie announcements. Um, and and I, I don't know. And I think what it comes down to is I'm just excited for some hopefully good new Star Wars, whether it's TV Star Wars or movie Star Wars. I, I'm a big fan of the communal movie experience, everyone going to movie theater and seeing the Star Wars movie together. Um, but I'm all for these TV series as well. Um, but I'm just 
really excited for some new and good Star Wars. And I think The Mandalorian has been an amazing start and it's been some great television and great television for Star Wars fans and non-Star Wars fans alike, which I think we've mentioned on this podcast before. Um, A number of my friends that aren't really Star Wars fans love The Mandalorian. So my hope is maybe the same thing happens through some of these TV series, which are more accessible um, for people just mm-hmm. sitting at home as opposed to, you know, going to the movies, buying a ticket. Um, so that's sort of my hope here. But if I had to pick one, I think um, I, I think just maybe Ahsoka, um, just because I'm, I'm curious to see where her story goes and maybe nostalgically the Obi-Wan series. Matt? I, I obviously am very excited about the Ahsoka series. Um, but I'm very, very interested in that anime one. Um, the limited series with the different anime artists, I think is going to do a lot of what Liz was saying about is broadening that base and getting people interested that maybe wouldn't be interested in Star Wars otherwise and want something accessible without having to do your homework. Right. Um, and that's what, I mean, that's what killed a lot of the excitement of this era we're in with the Mandalorian because you're like, oh, what happened after Return of the Jedi? It's like, read these four books and shut up. And you're like, oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I like that idea of something just being accessible and getting there. And I mean, St- Star Wars itself is glorified um, Japanese stories anyway. I mean, it's ripped from samurai movies. So this is a very natural progression of the you know genre. So I, I'm very, very excited for it. So that that that'd be my pick. I mean, Ahsoka has a huge piece in my heart, but I think that's going to be maybe the most exciting new media to come out. Yeah, I um, I, I have two that I'm that I want to answer with. The the first one is the idea of the. I mean, if you had told me right after Episode Three came out, like you know, you're gonna have a um, an Obi Wan series with McGregor. I'd have been like, oh, that that's the best. That's that's great. I love that. And Obi-Wan is my favorite Star Wars character. You know, um, even though I did not name my son Ben after him, even though people have accused me of that in the past, uh, mm-hmm. that is that is not the case. Um, I promise. I promise, Aaron. I promise. Um, but, you know, uh, and so on one hand, that is definitely the one that I think has, like, the nostalgia pull for me. But I have to say, of all of this, the ones that were announced, I think – the Taika Waititi movie is maybe my my most excited one, just because yeah. it's the only one that, and part of this is that it's the one we know the least about, right? But it's it's the only one that to me seems like it could do something that really nothing in Star Wars has ever done before. Like if okay. yeah, it just it it it's the most blue sky of any of them in that it's just so unknown. And I have to say, the one thing I was hoping they were going to announce that they didn't, but again, this goes back to my let the pre let the sequel sit a while, is that Ryan Johnson was supposed to have his own trilogy, unconnected to the Last Jedi, and that has not been officially announced yet. And he he has said, you know, as far as he knows, it's still happening, but you know, but he does not that has not been announced yet. And so I was hoping they were going to announce that because I I maintain the Last Jedi is the second best Star Wars movie ever made. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Ryan Johnson, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen Knives Out or seen Looper 
or a brick. He's just one of my favorite filmmakers working. And so seeing him do Star Wars movies is just makes my heart sing. So I would mm-hmm. I would love to have him do that trilogy, but I think that maybe they're just waiting a little bit longer before they announce it. Okay. Let um, some of the negative air die off. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially okay. because I, I think he's the kind of director he you know before Star Wars he was making a movie every year or two and then The Last Jedi took a long time to come together mm-hmm. and then he did Knives Out and was supposed to be doing Knives Out 2 in 2020 but then pandemic so I, I could see maybe he has some stuff he wants to do before he loses himself in Star Wars land again okay so um, yeah but I mean just this is a really fun this is a really fun slate of announcements and it's exciting to me that we have content to talk about for the next couple of years <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well, well yeah we'll get to the book eventually so yeah exactly <laughs> any day yes well thanks for listening everybody we appreciate it check us out we'll be back a couple more times before the end of the year with some special uh, anniversary issue episodes, a, a wrap up of the Mandalorian, and uh, I, I have I have something I have not sprung on Matt and Liz yet that I am very excited about. Oh, so yeah, that'll probably be early next year. But uh, until then, remember the Force will be with you always. Bye.